The BRL fam has increased by one son of BRL has now arrived in this world, which makes the Patreon way more important now. Support the show that supports your scene and keep the show as successful as it is at the moment. Helping you that out. Patreon.com slash BRLSun. That is Patreon.com slash BRLSun. I've had no sleep. It is VRL. Now, uh, we've been promoting Villiani the entire program, but now Johnny's on the phone. Not only is Villiani, but also joining on the phone. Surprise guest, surprise everyone. Uh, Checkmate is also joining us on the phone to talk about their brand new record together. It's called Miasma. And welcome to the program, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. <laughs> now, um, you know, theme of Miasma is you know, essentially you guys uh, stating how everything kind of has a, a bit of a, a a bit of a pong to it at, at the moment you know the meaning of the word miasma I literally looked it up uh, <laughs> it's an unpleasant smell so uh, yeah for everyone sort of uh, listening out there maybe not have caught this record yet um, that's obviously the aim of this record is um, you know you've sort of been watching what's happening in well really the last couple of years probably what this record's describing but overall it seems like things are a little off yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah we wrote it during all the lockdowns in Melbourne so it was our, our therapy for that and it was just a as Billy says in in the title song it's a it's emanating energy that feels unpleasant and that's pretty much what that you know what everything just felt like because of what's going on and everyone arguing yeah. with each other and the uncertainty with everything that was happening like you know literally never watch the news but you'd wake up and like hope just hope for the best kind of every single day hoping that they're just gonna like you know lift the restrictions and whatnot or like you know what other what other shit are they gonna been it to us today, you know. And that's the thing. I I could because the whole Perth thing, you know, and you know, Perth is behind on all the cases and and uh, you know the the sort of level of restrictions that we had over here, basically locking out the entire country for essentially eighteen yeah. months. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was you know uh, it, it's been a, a softer landing for uh, us in Western Australia. but um, And it's been discussed a bunch of times on this show. In fact, um, when we spoke to you, Vili, oh, God, what have we been? Uh, one of the first shows before we actually went full network. So it would have been one of the podcast episodes. And that was at the very beginning of that. That's like two years ago. And Melbourne was in lockdown for all probably 12 months of that, like a full-blown lockdown. Do, yeah. Now, has that has that affected your psyche, first of all? This is for the pair of you. And uh, secondly, um, you know, has it affected the city? 
Like, because yeah, Melbourne is a bustling, <laughs> fun, interesting place. Has yeah. it has it scarred <laughs> has it scarred Melbourne? Oh, yeah, it has in many ways. It's crazy, man. There's, I mean, you walk you walk around the block because you want to get outside and get some vitamin D and check the sun out, and you just see for lease signs and for sale signs everywhere. Mm. The energy of people around is just weird. You don't know if people are going to be like real, you know. Standoffish, or it's like, yeah, like pedantic about everything. Yeah, it's like we kind of feel like we got enough. cabin fever and PTSD from it, you know. And it's, it's mm. a funny, it's a funny feeling to come out of, cause especially because we'd be trying to talk to people that were interstate friends and family, and and no one really understood it until what was going on there. So I'm sure people in, in Perth have started to understand how hectic it is because uh, you're just dealing with someone that's changing the goalposts constantly and. Yeah, teetering. You feel like you're teetering on insanity because there's there's someone going today, and you know we're going to do this and we're going to do that, and then they don't yeah. do it, and then they do do it, and suddenly things are a little bit better, and they're they're patting themselves on the back for giving you back something that was always <laughs> yours to begin with. Well, you know? yeah, exactly. It's, like it's, it's really weird. It, it really felt like everyone was just getting gaslit and fucking. Especially with the with the curfew, like oh. it just felt the curfew was like so so unnecessary. And mm. then like it's like oh you've only got like one hour to leave, and then what just sit in your like jail cell that you have to pay rent for every single fucking day. So you know, yeah. but like it's just like you know, and then yeah, like cool. People are like oh I'm sure you'd be like making heaps of beats and like you know like doing heaps of writing. It's like yeah, but like you can only do so much of like you know your your um release becomes like that's all you all you talk about or all mm. you like the topic you can't get anything out of your head and then you get like frustrated because you're like come on man I, I want to be able to like experience um <laughs> like the city and like you know what's happening around the city and like actually talk to people face to face. Like mm. they're not being able to like hug our like friends and family, yeah. you know, because we had to keep our distance and stuff. It was tough. It was tough. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. And coming and also it's um I'll I'd definitely say even like to a way lesser extent over here like cannot imagine what uh, Melbournians and uh, even even people in Sydney as well uh, throughout last year as well yeah um, you know, they dealt with quite a bit as well um, it's it's definitely changed my uh, view on things. Now, it's it, has it made me dislike my fellow man uh, more or less? No, because I was already a bit of a misanthrope. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I yeah, I just there's there's a lot now where I used to enjoy going out for a, 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 a drive or uh, you know go maybe going into the city and walking into the you know record stores down there and, you know, putting your hands on, you know, CDs and vinyl and that kind yeah. of stuff. I haven't done that in months uh, because restrictions kind of sort of came back. Our uh, Omnicron numbers went up and everything. Restrictions are lowering again, blah, 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 blah. Once again, nothing like Over East. Um, <laughs> but where it's actually hitting for me now personally, and it's uh, definitely made me withdraw from anything social um, is through my work. Now, I'm not going to include this in the radio version because I could lose my job over what I'm about to say. 
the um, the the restrictions up there are so draconian. Um, it's it it does feel like over east over there. So you if you test positive in any way, shape, or form, you're away for seven days. That's just it. Okay, you getting you get your pay and whatever, but uh, from what I hear, I. I don't think you're even allowed outside. Now, I thought prisoners at least get an hour to walk outside so they don't go completely insane. So Mm -hmm. you'd be trapped in your room, away from your family and friends. Okay, depends on where you are, if you have a decent Wi-Fi connection and you could at least do something like that. But seven days in a room by yourself. Uh, that's, That's the part where I start to go... I might start looking for some other work. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah that's not good. And, and depending on where you live, like we at least live in a spot where we got a little backyard so we can enjoy the yard and shit like that. But mm. people who are living in flats or apartments where they have no no space or no balcony yeah. or anything, you know, it's, it's hectic. And at one point they had the military on the streets and they were basically helping people, helping people, I should say, <laughs> helping, yeah. uh, helping their the leaders make sure that everyone stays in their houses and do all this stuff. It was it, it just very, very yeah. You know, I think I think Draco himself would have been uh, outraged at how draconian the laws were. To be <laughs> honest, like because yeah. it just made no sense. Like, and that's the whole thing. It, it, you know, there was there was one point where people sort of you know you work out the limits of what you can uh, what you can get away with when there are certain laws that are in place and that and. There were people that were just going, fuck this, let's just all have a drink on the street and we'll stay, you know, 1.5 metres away from each other and basically have a party on the street, someone blaring their music and that. And that's that's what happened in one suburb in Melbourne that's known for people enjoying themselves, you know? Yes. And uh, the Premier just went nuts about it because it turned into a big street party where everyone was like, fuck this, no one's getting sick, let's just go outside and enjoy ourselves. Mm. So people were all doing it, and we weren't in that suburb, but if we were, we would have definitely been there. <laughs> and, um, you know, the Premier has literally come out and just suddenly passed a fucking new rule that states that you're only allowed to take your mask off to drink coffee, but you're not allowed to take your mask off to drink an alcoholic beverage in the street, you know? <laughs> so he's just, he's just making them as he goes along. And, mm. and every day, like, the best fun was just, seeing what new memes and what new fucking videos paying out how stupid he was were like and it just became a thing and uh, you know then you get people arguing over politics like oh it's because he's a labor fucking politician and he's, it's okay that he's doing it but then over in fucking mm. sydney it's a liberal one and what she's doing is fucking it's like you guys are fucked every all of this there there's, there's no good side or bad side to it the, the way that it was handled no matter who no matter what you believe in, no matter what you fucking trust, the way that it was handled was enough to make anybody just go fucking insane. Like it's just insane. Yeah, you know, mm. A- absolutely. And you know, politics and uh, beliefs aside, um, yeah, it's and and that's the thing. Even uh, I don't know if it's a vocal minority, but the you know the the there's definitely a change in the narrative even with the mainstream media now as well like that's flipped over here as well because i'd probably say for the first 12 months over here it was uh you know king mcgowan and blah 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 blah, and you know various other bits and pieces and and now it seems like 
uh, you know, the West have uh, definitely sort of turned on Mr. McGowan. So uh, it, you, it just makes me think that the media can't be trusted, which I guess we already <laughs> knew. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 okay, am I the media? Yes. But do I speak on politics or have opinions on this kind of stuff? Not really, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're not corporate-driven and corporate-sponsored media that's not allowed. Like, you might not be told that, you know, you know, the people who run the station might be like, oh, we don't want you talking about this or stuff like that because they know it's not good for the ratings or whatever. But it's not like you're, it's not that like you're speaking at the behest of someone else and that you're yeah, basically yeah. controlled by the money given to them or, you know, told what to say, like, Whereas the media just seems like it's it's all just about covering up some stuff and then telling people what they want you to hear. Yeah, that's it. It's all mm. about their their shitty agendas at the end of the day and then the money that they receive yeah. for deceiving us. So mm. and, I don't think the, the, the mainstream media in this day and age is as trustworthy as it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago even. You know, like things have, things have changed a lot since 2000. Put it that way, you know. Yeah. Oh, I can. I can even. Um, I can even sort of. Uh, I. I can't. I literally cannot stomach morning television anymore. And it's not so cringe. It's it's the worst thing ever. Um, it's really tough to put on. Even if it's just like background noise. I have to put something in my ears because. Even like the 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 thought of seeing Scott Morrison's face makes me want to throw things and once yeah. again i i you know i don't care what side of politics you're on i don't what what who is it even in charge does it even matter uh <laughs> that's probably the main they're all, they're all pirates yeah. yeah yeah absolutely it's um it's yeah it's um yeah the the the, the faith i would say in uh in our inverted commas leaders um is yeah, I, I'd say not waning, but I, I'd say gone in a lot of ways. I'd definitely say yeah, that. Sure. Um, uh, elections yeah. aside or whatever, and it it honestly seems like uh, you know, our, our our elected leaders, um, for the most part, seem to be not qualified to be middle management in the worst office you can possibly think of. Like they couldn't be uh, David Brent in anywhere yet these people are deciding what we do and they're not following these like you know things that they want us to do either so it's just like come on 100 percent. they they tout democracy but they don't actually offer it they don't like i mean you got the prime minister making calls that could get us involved in a war yes and he doesn't even put it to the vote of the people mm. So it's like, how, how is it a democratic nation when people will just speak off the cuff and then point fingers at us? It's just insane. Like, they'll, they'll point fingers at other countries for doing exactly what they do. Yes. It's just mm-hmm. nuts. Like it's, yeah. And then <laughs> the media will play it off like you're some conspiracy theorist or you're, you're not uh, patriotic in any sense because of the way you're talking. And it's like, I can't do what? I'm just asking questions and pointing out the fucking obvious <laughs> Yeah. I'm not really going to stand on the side of anyone that I don't agree with, even if they're a good friend of mine. And it's like, 
you can agree with someone that you don't like if they're telling the truth or they're speaking something that you agree with. There's nothing wrong with that. But then everyone seems to go, you believe what this person said, that makes you this. Yeah. It's a very, very, like, naive way of thinking. Yeah, the world's, like, just inverted. Yeah. It's totally totally inverted, and it's become a weird, bizarro world where you've got people on the right wing suddenly talking facts, and you've got people on the left wing denying reality. And then for some reason, it's just weird because the the ones that you might trust for one thing they're saying now, my whole life, I know that I've never been able to trust. Yeah. But for some reason, like, I'm listening to what someone's saying going, I can't believe I agree with this person. Mm. But then all the people who I've always agreed with, they're going, no, that's not happening. And it's like, what do you mean it's not happening? I'm I'm sitting here watching it. Like, it's just insane. It's, I've never felt gaslighting to the degree that it's at and had, um, had people act in the manner that they do. And it's just... I just—it's—it's it's insanity, man. Yeah, it's—it's. It's, I don't even know how to put it. It's a wild, wild world. Um, by yeah, the way, uh, everyone world. enjoying the uh, podcast version of this. Uh, you guys can enjoy the podcast version <laughs> of this. I, I like I like keeping the uh, the more fun, serious, uh, and uh, intense parts of the the uh, conversations for the uh, for the podcast. Just purely because, you know. Understandable. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. It comes down to the first question you ask, which is what the title of the album is. And this yes. is exactly what it is. It's like yeah. total chaotic realm that's just happening right above us. Like, and we're just like, what? Eerie atmosphere yeah. and just, yeah. Yeah, you're. Definitely a bench in the air. And, <laughs> and even, let's say, just going to a shopping centre is now like some kind of small ordeal just because of you know the 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 check-ins and oh uh, i mean especially in my case if if i walk past somebody and i get a sniffle and i go to the airport tomorrow morning and i put the thing in my nose and it comes out with the two lines i don't work for a week uh, <laughs> yep. and I mean, I, yep. and I mean, that's, that's, and if it's at home, I don't get paid for that week. That's it. Yep. There's, there's no safety net in that regard. It like, is it, is it the inconvenience of the whole thing? Yes and no. I don't like, I don't like things holding up the flow of my day as much as anybody, but I, I just, I think it's, it's definitely changed for me because I guess before it didn't really affect me that much because of the whole Western Australian hard border thing. Now that, yeah. it's, now that it's dropped and people are coming in, but it was already, the the Omicron was already around everywhere. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a pain in the ass, it really is. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, you're right. Meow, it's just meow, forever, it's the, the uncertainty. It's just it's there the, still. It's yep. the perfect word. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And all the inconveniences and they they try and make it seem like they're doing it to, oh, we're here to help you. It's like, if you just let me do what I normally would do, then everything will be sweet. They're like, no, you must do it like this. I've got used to wearing a mask on a plane and at an airport. But, I mean, if I need to go to the local shops, if I need to go to wherever now, 
you know, I have to have a little box of surgical masks because it's the only ones they're going to like uh, sitting in my car now. And I'm like, so now I have to add more shit to my trip. Why can't I just go to the yeah, shops and get like, it? Um, it's like the basics like, that you just have to have on you now. It's, it's crazy. It's just like, you know, have you got your keys, wallet, check, phone, check, mask, check. Yeah, we can go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been insane when you just go duck down to the shops to get some milk or something like that. Mm. Then you walk all the way to the store, then you see a sign on there and it says mask required for entry. And you go, oh, it's in the car or something. So then you got to walk back or you try and cover your face and people say, it's just, there's just so many funny things. And it's like, that's, it's, it kind of just feels like it's all about getting people used to living with this insanity all the time. Mm. Oh, and if you forget, oh, if you forget, like I, I had a, oh, I went to mess, completely forgot about mask, completely forgot everything. Just sat down, literally ate my meal, and I'm, I'm looking at some people, and they, they give me the dirtiest look. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then, then I realize that they're looking at me because, oh, this, this guy didn't wear his mask. Oh, he's one of those. I'm like, oh, look. <laughs> I I've got I've got all the boosters that you have. I couldn't fly up if I didn't, dickhead. I just forgot. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's so true. Do you know what? Um, actually, speaking of like the mask thing, there are certain places here in Melbourne, mm. like you get treated very differently if you do or don't have a mask on. We've tested the theory. Like, oh, really? We've tested it out. So, yeah, like you walk in there without a mask, and they'll just like. They're so just like bland with you, like you know. They're just like, oh god, like this person thinks they're invincible or they're just rude, you know, because they're not considering everybody else. And then like you go in there wearing a mask, and they're just like, like over nice to you, and it's like, wow, it's actually crazy. <laughs> and it'll be the same person that serves you the last time. <laughs> what the. <laughs> people will be the most fucking adamant that you have to follow all the rules. Yeah. That's what's so weird about it. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, fuck it, I don't care. They're the ones that are like, yo! <laughs> like, fuck this. Yeah, I so, am. It's, it's... That's, that's the thing, you know? You're locked down for so long, and then once you're finally allowed to just go out, you just want to stay home. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, e- even in the last, yeah, last week at home, uh, you know, kid, you know, brand new child, whatever aside, you know, it, the there was at no inkling was I like, hey, let's go to the playground or hey, let's do this or whatever. It's it's a case of like. I, I don't want to go out. I don't want to be around people like you. Like this has really pushed me well and truly over the edge of the misanthrop stuff yeah. that I've Did been. Did they ban playgrounds there? Uh, uh no. Well, there's there's one in my neighbourhood, and it's fine. It's a short walk, but <laughs> it's just more but, like but a people are allowed to use it because here they ban people from being allowed to take their kids to the playground. Yeah, they they put tape over them, like yeah. like. Oh, that um, happened initially, it? by the way. It did. Oh, it, it did. Yeah, it did initially, it like first few weeks, it but it's not the case now. But that yeah. was that was in that was in full blown lockdown. Um, that was real early, where uh, literally the uh, council of uh, where I was living at the time there was yeah, 
uh, danger and caution tape around things. I'm like, um, yeah. am I back on site? <laughs> do I have to re? Do I have to get a, like a? Do I have to get my radio out and call in? Say, hey, uh, can I drop this tape, please? <laughs> It's it's a it's a wild world that we're living in now. Uh, the record, as as you said, we've we've been in this miasma. Uh, let's just call it. We've been in this miasma now for like two years, and every, I guess everything's starting to drop away. In in, in uh, actually, in is it is it changing in Melbourne? Because you know, I'm I'm seeing on TV there's crowds at the footy and that kind of stuff. There, that's an indication. Yep. Okay, there's stuff happening again. So, uh, is there a, a comeback happening? And um, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they created a they created a what what Dan Andrews calls a vaccinated economy, right? So, mm. if, you, if you're someone who's unvaccinated and you enjoy the footy, then you know, you, there's obviously people out there have worked out ways to get around it or something, but in general, you're not, you're not meant to be at those places, you know? So Melbourne's not the, the bastion of freedom and art and creativity that it once it was. Be, yeah. There's this weird stain on the way it is. And it's just, it's weird, man. Like, I mean, things are going back to normal, but. Yeah. Some, what's some normal? normal, the new normal. Yeah. What's, what's <laughs> normal. Mm. Like there are people that might go with you to the club and then you have to go in because they're unvaccinated and you aren't, you know, and then they're sitting there at the window just going, fuck, can you pass me a drink? And it's like, it's just weird. It's like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. And, and there was another law that the Premier passed that basically was a permanent pandemic bill, which allows him to just willy-nilly claim it's a pandemic. And that's what's so funny because it was like clockwork every time because none of these none of these orders or rules or laws as they call them mm. are, are even legal unless you're in a state of emergency, right? So they all happen under Emergency Powers Act. So the Bio Act of Australia was uh, was in was basically used in order to make all this stuff become enacted, right? And that ends on September no ends on April seventeenth. All right, federally. Right, but but what happened is the the prime minister, in his infinite wisdom, mm-hmm. decided to come up with something that's not the normal national cabinet, but he's made it another national cabinet. So, and that is basically gives all the premiers of each state carte blanche to run their state however they want. So now that it's election time, he's saying, "Oh, I'm going to going to drop these pandemic laws because we don't need them in the Bio State Act." But then each premier basically has their, their own rights to keep running their state the way they want to, so they can just, you know, not follow that act. And well, that's that's my assumption anyway. And, mm. and Dan Andrews has passed a law that allows him to just claim a state of emergency whenever he wants. And here he is just hitting the news suddenly. He hasn't been in the news for ages, but. You know, he's suddenly hitting the news because he's just gotten sick with the new variant of COVID. So isn't that real convenient? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's only like 15 days before the state of emergency is supposed to end and he can uh, just go, hey, everyone, I felt really bad. You guys should have to lock yourselves down again. And it's Fingers like, crossed. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed, crossed there is going to see, see any uh, lockdowns again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you on TV. In a North Face every day. Yeah. yeah, that's when you know when Dan Andrews is wearing a North Face jacket. 
about to go pear. Yeah, <laughs> it's about to get real, and uh, no fans at the footy again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey uh, well, and what club does he support? Yeah, that's a good question because you know if they're having a good run, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is he a Carlton supporter? You know, if he's a Carlton supporter, he's going to be, you know, at time of recording, pretty happy. So, <laughs> it, like, it could be as petty as that. It really could be. You never know. They, you know, they, you, once again, I've lost faith in uh, our elected leaders completely. But did I ever have faith is the question, and I'll leave that to the audience. Uh, now... <laughs> Uh, the the record itself, guys. It's uh, you know, it's it's a it's a sort of a, there's a darkness overcovering it. And um, throughout the last twenty minutes, we've discussed as to why. But um, you know, that sort of sitting together, and uh, you know, you are Oz Hip Hop's power couple. Let's just put it that way. Um, that you know, so sitting there and plotting this over the last couple of years, essentially. Um, now, is it, is it is it tough to sort of be working, living, whatever together for two years on a on a project? Is that is that is that actually as hard as it sounds to me? Yeah, like it just sort of it just came together like you know in time like um we we were we were just like sitting together you know in the lounge room when we when we felt like making beats or or putting lyrics together you know we'd literally sit there and we would most of the time do it together like um Mm. most of the album was co-produced um and you know a lot of the bars that we wrote we tried to write in relation uh you know, to the topic, like obviously, but like um, all right off each other. Mm. So, um, test is probably a good example of that, um, where we go like back and forth, um, four bars back to back. Um, yeah. And we didn't like necessarily have any overarching theme. So, I think my asthma was it was like the last song that we actually did. Oh, yeah. right. You know, so we capped it off by going, well, how, how can we? You know, put this all together and and make it sit in in one thing. And we were watching documentaries about the plague, actually, and that's when we like just heard it and we're like, "Yeah, that's what we'll use." And um, <laughs> yeah, then we just came up with the theme of that. So, I mean, in general, it was just us writing stuff down and having lyrics, and you know, just doing it like every every week coming up with something that we could just work on either a beat or whatever we'd just be smashing out beats when we felt inspired to do it and and then we'd write raps when we felt that we were feeling the beats and we'd pick them out you know and if it, if it came if it came to us and we started writing something then it, the rest of it would just write itself you know yeah absolutely yeah i, I um yeah i just i'm having worked on uh a radio show slash podcast with uh, my partner for a couple of years as well. I was like, because we're, we're two very stubborn, strong-headed people. <laughs> so um, there was a point there where I uh, had to pull the plug on the show to save the relationship. <laughs> 
Because it was, yeah. Yeah, some of, our, a little bit. some of our biggest scraps were over, like, stuff on uh, the, the show Bra Town. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe we just leave that alone. Yeah, we're normally a pretty good team, but when it comes to creative stuff, uh, I, I tend to be kind of like, I think I should be working on my own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you're the type of person that's um, – like real certain about a vision that you have and you like to do things in a certain way, Mm -hmm. it can be kind of hard to like break out of that. Like if that's just who you are, then that's just who you are, you know, like, um, but yeah, I I think, I think when you have something in mind, like, as I mentioned, you've got that like vision, it's got to go towards that vision exactly how you want. Like, but yeah. And also like, I mean, with, with a, with a project like this, because I mean, we're we're equal in the sense that we're sitting there writing a song together. We got the beats mm. and stuff like that, and then obviously, like I'm seasoned in regards to engineering stuff. So when it came down to doing that body of work, it was like I'd I'd be doing that, and Billy would be learning what I'm doing by sitting there watching it and she might have an idea and I'll be like, let's come up right here. Let's try and do that and hmm. work out how to eat you something the right way and what process to put it through. So it was a bit about trusting each other's judgment in regards to stuff like that and then experimenting with what there was. So, I mean, my, my like, you know, expertise is, is being able to bring the engineering side of it to the table. So, in doing that, it was kind of like a fun thing for Billy with her production to be able to see tricks of the trade and stuff like that. And yeah. Learn a bit more about EQing and stuff because at the end, it's like benefits both of us. So the project came out well. So, I mean, yeah. when we do the second one, it might not, we might encounter a few more bumping heads because she has a bit more knowledge on engineering and stuff like that now. So it might be like, you know, oh, we should do that to the base and be like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how that yeah. goes. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but like with this first project, that's how that's how it was. Like we we did what we started doing, and then we're like mm-hmm. writing, and then it's I'd be like, okay, I'll I'll record your vocals, and then Billy be like, do you want me to record yours? And I was like, yeah, cool. So she sat in the seat, told her what buttons to press, what point, how to do it, and this and that. And then you know, obviously to jump out of that seat, and then I'll be doing all the EQing and editing that I'm good at. She's watching how that's done. You know what I mean? So it's like mm. it was it was a good learning curve for me as well to be working on a project with someone and doing that. And then for her, she'd just be able to sit and see what I'm doing too. So it was a no-brainer really in the end because mm. we were both learning from each other and both just making it work. Yeah, even like when we were picking like samples out for beats and yeah. stuff, it was like it was like just not like disagree on it yeah that sounds dope like what happens if we switch it down and then like we both agree like what do you reckon yeah yeah exactly so yeah it was smooth smooth sailing (laughs) yeah for sure and I mean some some stuff wouldn't have come about if it wasn't like that mixture you know yeah like like I was like oh this this beat needs something I don't know what it needs and Billy goes sample Greta Thunbergs and then how deep like, cheeky look on her face and I was like alright fucking hell let's go let's not sample it and we start tapping it out and I just look at it like oh, damn. this is awesome and then before you know it, we've got a whole song written just based on that you know that, that's the sort of stuff that that beat was cool yeah. but it wouldn't have been what it was if it wasn't for that sample and that sample wouldn't have been on there if Billy didn't go let's do that that'd be hilarious you know <laughs> 
I, yeah, I that, do. That's, that's how it sort of worked work well because we just fed off each other. It, it, yeah. Anything that would create a bit of inspiration and make us giggle and, and go, oh, that's really cool in a time when, you know, there's so much uncertainty and stuff. Like in our heads, we're like, I don't even know what's going to happen. What if we put this record out and they ban music? What if you like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guess it's fascinated or some shit. <laughs> I laugh, yeah, then I go, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The most hectic was then not wondering what people are going to think about it and where, where they're going to paint you and go, oh, this is what this person believes or something. It's like, yeah. you, know, it's, you know, like I say in the song, how dare you? I say, I'm not online debating, moving with the other fish online, mm. debating. Yeah. You know? Because it's like everyone's just bait online, talking, talking it up, and acting like they know everything. They don't know anything. So it's, I'd rather put it in music, and that way, that way everyone can have a bit of fun while fucking while listening to it. You know? Yeah. yeah especially on the on the topic of of how dare you? Like, it was good to make that more of a fun track, because it's it's it, it was on all the shit, especially that fucking was going going on here. So yeah. and how we were feeling, you know, even just some like real deep thoughts about it. Um, like I, I mentioned, like suicide off the high rise on the mental, you know, because it was such a such a hectic time. And like you know how you mentioned, Gav, like you sitting in isolation for like seven days. Yeah. Like we just couldn't stop, like couldn't help but think, like like of, of the people that were sleeping alone all the time. Yeah. So it was like shit. We're so grateful to have each other through this, and if we can get through this together, we'll, we're fucking undefeatable. Like come on, <laughs> you know, we like made through. And yeah, so people have been together a long time that had to go through that, and now they're not together anymore. Yeah, yeah, well, that'd be sad. It's so sad. Through it and came out the other end single, and, and we went through it and came. You know, I mean, like I, I had this hectic guilt the whole time because before it all started, Zilly had just come up to Melbourne from Brisbane to visit me for my birthday, and that's when everything kicked off. And we we were already planning to move in together, mm. but. She, there was a decision we had to make that week on the snap. Like, what are we going to do? Are you going to go home and then the borders might close and we don't know how long, you know? And I was like, yeah, fuck that. I stayed. Yeah. And then the whole, and then we've literally been in lockdown for like nine months. Oh man, I was hating it. I was hating Melbourne. I was hating it. Like, I was like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't even been able to explore how beautiful this town is and experience what it's about and you, you stayed here to be with me and and well, i can't do anything but stay home with you and then, and then yeah. like but we you, we go out and like we filmed half those pinklets going out at night yeah we we made we made the best out of it you know on the road it was like it was literally like the media and the premier just making this shit up and then you go out and there's like oh we felt like we were 14 again going out doing graffiti <laughs> in Canberra. Was like, yeah we were like during the curfew as well, we're like, ooh, should we go out past nine o'clock? Ooh. You know? <laughs> like, walk down the street in our robes, and then they're like, oh, if, if the cops come past, we'll just say that we're trying to find our cat. Like, Oh, it was ridiculous. It was fun, you know? It was yeah. fun. Like, <laughs> you got to make fun out of it, yeah. yeah. That's so wild. I mean, the whole thing is just a... Crazy thing, so we had to make the most of it, and that's what the album was. It was us making the best out of a crazy time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the perfect button to end our chat today here on BRL. Uh, the album is called Miasma. It is uh, available everywhere now, um, streaming and otherwise. Uh, are the hard copies still available? 
Yeah, it's still hard copies. You can go to brokentoothentertainment.com.au and you can get a copy of it there. Absolutely. So uh, definitely go and cop one and uh, we'll, we'll actually, you know, we'll play How Dare You right now here on uh, BRL. And uh, guys, thank you very much for joining us on the Thanks. program. Thanks for having us, Gav. Legend, man. Dropping EDM, hip-hop, and a bunch of Best Beats programs around. If you want bangers, you'll be in the right place with Tune One. TuneOne.com.au That's Tune, the number one, .com.au Tune One, proud show sponsor.